Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am your confidence connoisseur, here to help you break diet dependence, end body shame, and learn to love being you inside and out. Join me as we demystify current health and wellness trends, understand what health really means, and find freedom from living life the way you think it should be. With that, let's go to the show. Hey friends, today we are going to tackle tummy troubles. Tummy troubles can be really debilitating. They can cause a whole host of health issues. They can cause skin issues, hormone imbalance. They can cause sleep disturbances, increased anxiety. There's just a lot of things that the gut is responsible for. And taking care of your gut, your stomach, is so, so, so important to having vital health. So let's start by identifying some of the symptoms that you may experience if you have tummy troubles. This can look like gas, bloating, burping, tummy aches, reflux, uh, an acidic feeling after eating, constipation, loose stools, and days between bowel movements. So these are specifically stomach-related, and if you have any of these on a consistent basis, then there could be a few different factors at play. So we're going to take a look at some of the most common causes of stomach issues and some suggestions on how to fix them. But first, a disclaimer. I am not a medical doctor, and I am not a naturopathic doctor. In fact, I have no medical training whatsoever. So I always, always, always recommend that you check in with a naturopath, with your primary care physician, your GP, whoever you see that oversees your medical health. I always recommend running it by them. That said, Western medicine is a little late to the party when it comes to gut health. A lot of times they will slap a label like IBS on it and They don't really know what that means, just that you have stomach issues that they can't figure out. Oftentimes, they'll suggest an elimination diet uh, to try to help you or an antacid to try to help you, but those often aren't very helpful when we're looking at gut health holistically. So that is my disclaimer. If you try any of my suggestions or any of the supplements that I talk about, again, run it by somebody smarter than me, okay? Okay, let's dive in. So the first cause of stomach issues is that you don't have enough stomach acid. And a lot of doctors attribute these symptoms to an excess production of stomach acid. And so they'll give you an antacid, right? No acid, an acid blocker to try to fix it. But the problem is is that you have too much. It's not that you have too much acid, it's that you don't have enough. So stress, anxiety, gluten, legumes, these can all cause your gut to slow down digestion as a means to conserve energy so it can deal with these intruders as your body sees them. This slowdown also includes a decrease in stomach acid production. And when that happens, anytime you have a meal, especially one with protein and fat, because that takes more acid to break down, it sits in your gut and rots. 
Gross. That's why when you have toots, they stink because that's rotten food sitting in your stomach. Because your body does not have enough stomach acid to properly break down the food that you've eaten, and so it just sits. And that means that every time you eat, especially if you don't practice meal spacing, so having four to five hours between meals, each time you eat, you're just adding to the pile of food that's sitting in your stomach, and it backs up and up and up, and it actually can push food up into your esophagus, which is why sometimes you burp and you get like, a little regurge, those little bits of food, or you can taste your lunch, or you feel a little burning. That's the backup that's caused with all that food just sitting there. So the thing that we need to do is not take an antacid, but actually to stimulate our body's natural production of acid. So there's a couple of different ways to do this. The first one is to begin supplementing with apple cider vinegar. You know, like when you go to the store, you see the big bottles of it, and at the bottom, there's like that gooey brown layer, and you're like, gross. That stuff is actually incredibly beneficial for you. I mean, if you Google search apple cider benefits, you're gonna find so much, so many things that this does. But one of the things that it does is it will slowly trigger your body's own acid production And that is a great way to holistically bring that balance back. And it's super affordable. A huge bottle is usually less than five bucks. And I've seen them at Costco in a two pack. So there you go. So the way that I recommend it is mixing one tablespoon with four ounces of cold water and to just sip on that. If you want to, you can get some bonus nutrition by adding in like a drop of lemon essential oil. Sometimes I like to grate some ginger or uh, turmeric, and I like to mix that in maybe with a little stevia and make kind of this little beverage out of it. You make it fun, it tastes good. It takes a little getting used to, especially if you don't like vinegar, you can always add more water to dilute it. Uh, Or you can take capsules. Capsules are a great way to get in that apple cider vinegar. The second way, which is actually my preferred method, is using betaine HCL with pepsin. And that's hydrochloric acid, which is what is in your stomach to help break down food. And this is a great way to, again, stimulate your body into producing more stomach acid, which will help tremendously. So when you're looking for this, what you wanna do with it is During your meal, you wanna take one pill. And what you're looking for is like a warming sensation in your tummy that just feels like just nice and warm. And if you have that, that means that your stomach acid levels are just fine. You do not need it. And you wanna make sure that you take this with a meal that has protein in it. Because if you just have, say you eat an apple and then you take a a betaine pill, it's gonna burn real quick because you don't have any protein. And that's what you need the acid for. So we're breaking down those fats and proteins because carbs are broken down super quickly. So if you don't feel that warming in your tummy, chances are that you need more. So then for your next meal, you can try supplementing with two and see if you get the warming sensation. You can work your way up to three. Some articles when you read about betaine HCL supplementation recommend increasing your pill dosage until you feel the warming sensation, which could mean you're doing 15 pills. So 
I don't really recommend that. I don't know that there's enough studying to do with that, but I would say I personally have gone up to about three sometimes, and that's kind of as high as I go. And when I have a series of flare-ups like I'm experiencing this week, then sometimes I'll take two with a heavy, heavier protein meal. Does that make sense? I hope it does. So I get mine on Amazon. I love Solaray. But again, you're just looking for betaine HCL with pepsin. So those are the two ways to start to manage your stomach acid levels. The next way is to eliminate trigger foods. These are foods that work against your body. And you may think that these are healthy foods and that they're good for you. These are clean eating foods. These are healthy foods, but they might be working against your body and causing intestinal distress. So some of the top offenders are gluten. I would go so far to say all grains, but that's just me. Legumes, which includes peanuts and soy. If you don't know what a legume is, it's a bean. So any bean or lentil, peanuts and soy all fall into the legume category. Dairy and gums. Anything like a guar gum, acacia gum, uh, I'm running, carrageenan. These are all different stabilizers that you find in products. And that gum can really irritate your lining and cause a lot of issues. Another is cruciferous vegetables. Things like broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage. These, though touted as healthy, for some people just act like little gut bombs. So in some cases, it's better to avoid them or to cook them down steaming. There's different ways to approach those. Another one is nightshades. Some people are very, very sensitive to nightshades. These include tomatoes, peppers, potatoes, some onions can fall into that category sometimes. These are foods, again, that are fruits and vegetables, right? They're healthy. However, for some people, they are not. And then the last category is stone fruits. So cherries, peaches, even almonds fall into the stone fruit family. Isn't that crazy? So if you eat a lot of almonds or almond flour, like I love almond flour for baking. I love almond flour crackers, almond flour X, Y, and Z, but it causes me intense, intense stomach problems because it's so much. You know, I can eat a couple of almonds and be fine, but having too much just causes issues. So maybe for you, it's not that these foods are off the table, but having them in excess or just too much may not work for you. You can also take a food sensitivity test. I've seen a few floating around online. I always recommend working with a naturopath instead of doing testing yourself because they often have more insight into that and can help you understand why your body is more sensitive to these foods. Another great resource is Eat Right for Your Blood Type. I love that book. It has food lists for each blood type and talks about how these foods interact with different blood types. Super fascinating. So I definitely recommend checking that out. The next thing is stress and anxiety. So the research on the link between your gut and your brain is still really new in Western medicine. However, Eastern medicine has known about this for a long time. Your stomach requires a great amount of energy and blood for all the work that it has to do. I mean, let's think about this. It breaks down your food, assimilates and delivers nutrients, 
removes toxins, and passes waste through feet upon feet of small and large intestines. Can you imagine? And that process is happening all the time. So, so much cellular energy is is required by your gut. And I mean, we, we haven't even talked about bacteria and stomach acid too, but there's so much that goes on. And when you get stressed or anxious, you divert blood flow from the stomach up to the brain, which slows down digestion and causes all sorts of problems because your brain will shut down digestion in order to save energy. This is especially true for fight or flight situations. So if you are constantly experiencing adrenaline, your stomach will shut digestion down in order to preserve your life. It's crazy how stress will impact our bodies. And this is why I love natural medicine because they use a lot of Eastern philosophies in healing because these philosophies have been around for thousands of years. They have so much insight into our bodies and how to holistically heal ourselves and use food as medicine rather than pills as medicine. So the next one is autoimmune disease. This, these are debilitating friends. These are awful. And if you struggle with one of these, I extend my deepest sympathies to you because wow. One of the bloggers that I absolutely love, Danielle Walker of Against All Grain, she battles Crohn's and her story is just incredible. And I just love what she's been able to do with cookbooks and building this incredible community that supports people with autoimmune issues. So some of these include Hashimoto's, Crohn's, celiac, and lupus, just to name a few. These require medical supervision and intervention. So if trying some of these tips that we talked about before doesn't help, it might be a good idea to check in with a naturopath about seeing if you are at risk for some of these autoimmune disorders. The next and last one is SIBO and leaky gut. So SIBO is called small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, which means that in your small intestine, you have an overgrowth of bad bacteria. In good bacteria, you can actually have an overpopulation of good bacteria, and that's not a good thing, which is why I never, ever recommend probiotics for anybody. I do not recommend probiotics unless you have met with a naturopath who's done some stool testing, that's right, testing your poop, to determine what strains you need and which ones to supplement with. I'm all for eating fermented foods, drinking kombucha, but I do not recommend probiotics. And this is a hot, hot issue, but honestly, you can easily overpopulate your gut. And I say this from experience, unfortunately. I was diagnosed with SIBO about six years ago, and it took at least a year and a very, very, very limiting and restrictive diet and a ton of supplements in order to kill off bacteria and rebuild a healthy population. And it is a lot of work, my friends. It really is. But it has been a life changer. I used to have stomach aches every single day and I would have horrendous gas. I had acne all over my face. My my nails were brittle. I just, my hair was thinning. It was terrible. And we thought it, when I went to the uh, my PCP, they thought it was just IBS. 
and they're like, oh, you just have IBS. We'll test your thyroid. Oh, your thyroid's fine. But I knew in my heart and my gut that something was wrong. And so it wasn't until I worked with a naturopath that I got diagnosed with SIBO, treated for it. And friends, I can tell you it has made a world of difference in the quality of life. Tremendous, tremendous difference. One that kind of relates to SIBO is also leaky gut. And leaky gut is is a huge issue that is still, again, Western medicine is like, hmm, there might be something here <laughs> instead of just slapping an IBS label on everything. So when we talk about leaky gut, this is where your intestinal lining becomes perforated by food and it allows the passage of fecal matter, blood, and acid out into your stomach and into your body. Gross. And this causes a whole host of problems. If you want to, you can definitely check out some different resources on what leaky gut is, the symptoms, how to treat it. I highly recommend that because it's something, again, that a lot of people struggle with and they don't realize it. So some of the top kind of offenders for leaky gut are ones that we've already talked about. So things like gluten, legumes, dairy, These cause a lot of issues in the gut and can actually cause those perforations to happen. Gross. We definitely don't want those. So those are the top five causes for stomach troubles. And I hope that it was helpful for you to kind of break those down and talk about those a little bit. Again, I always recommend reaching out to a naturopath first. If you don't have a naturopath in your health insurance or you don't have the money to pay for it out of pocket or you're in an area where there are no naturopaths, then talking to your PCP is probably your next best step. If you have questions, I am happy to answer and to provide resources for you. Because this is something that, again, is near and dear to my heart, having struggled with SIBO for so many years and having just a huge, huge imposition on my life. And it was so terrible. And I'm so thankful to be free from it and to be able to help others find freedom from it as well. So again, questions, make sure you head over to the Captivatingly Confident Facebook group. That's kimludeman.com. You can post your questions there in the group, or you can send me a message, or you can email me kim at captivatinglyconfident.com.